Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creators of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us today for this version of Just Do It. I'm your host, Kara Tomei, and what I do on this podcast is seek out artists who have hybridized their careers to include some form of innovative programming that engages the public. So that can be an ongoing project, an artist collective, a nonprofit entity, an artist-run space, a gallery, whatever form it takes. Uh, we here at Just Inc. want to champion artists who've embraced a DIY approach to diversifying their practice and uh, going beyond the studio into doing things that build community and also sustain their own careers as um, hybrid artists and uh, people in the world making money and doing their thing. So I want to uh, welcome today uh, someone who I am excited to talk about. I've heard, I've been following his gallery and his uh, activities for some time, and I'm finally getting him on the air here. It's Ichiro Irie from House Gallery, spelled J-A-U-S, pronounced house. And I'm going to have him tell us all about himself and, and the gallery and the whys and the hows of doing it all. So Ichiro, welcome to Just Radio. Thank you, Kara, for having me. It's a pleasure. So um, let's just get right into it. What I'd like to do first is hear a little bit about yourself as an artist, a, a practicing artist, what, a little bit about your background, the kind of short version, let's say, of um, what kind of art you make, what your background is, and then we'll get into how you made the jump into deciding to do, do your space. Well, um, I've been organizing uh, exhibitions um, kind of in the DIY approach, as you say, uh, since before I entered a graduate school, and I studied a mm-hmm. film as an undergrad, but um, you know, I reached one moment. I said uh, I I can't do this anymore, and uh, I had the choice of, uh, or I had the idea of either going to grad school in film or art. And uh, as luck would have it, uh, I ended up uh, studying my MFA program uh, in art at CGU, and um, I started out sorry, as a CGU painter. Is, sorry, for those who don't know, the acronym CGU is. Uh, Claremont Graduate University. Okay, got it. And that's in Cal- right. Los Sorry Angeles, California, or Claremont, California. Mm-hmm. No problem. This is the right. World Wide Web, you know. We have to make sure we uh, <laughs> tell of people course. all of our lingo. So, okay, Claremont, yeah. great school. So you went to Claremont. Go ahead. Yeah, and I started out as a figurative painter, and I always had this fantasy in my head of uh, living in Mexico. So I applied to uh, for a Fulbright uh, to go to Mexico City, and uh, I, I got it, and with was supposed to be a year-long residency uh, turned into a five-year residency going back and forth between Los Angeles oh, wow. and uh, and Mexico City, and it was an amazing Mexico experience. City. I mm-hmm. bet. And it was interesting because when I first arrived, you know, a lot of people kept asking me, like in LA, like painting was the big thing, and like even people like Baldessari were talking about how excited they were about uh, contemporary painting and. Uh, and I go to Mexico, and a lot of people kept asking me, like, oh, what, why are you painting? You know, it's like 
because uh, the heroes over there are people like um, Francis Salis and uh, and Gabriel Orozco, who are like more object-based uh, 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 sculptures, right? And um, yes. so, you know, I felt like I kept out having to explain myself, but um, being a stubborn person, I just kept painting while I was in Mexico City. And uh, when I came back to Los Angeles, you know, I, I came back and I went to all the galleries, and uh, and I feel like the institutions are much stronger in Mexico City compared to the galleries. And in L.A., I feel like the the commercial gallery system and the institutions as well, but the commercial gallery system has a very strong prominence uh, here in uh, Los Angeles. Things are changing now uh, in Mexico as well. But um, but I came back here and uh, and I started painting again, but I just uh, couldn't um, couldn't I wasn't convinced with uh, what I was uh, doing in relationship. Uh, to my context and in relationship to uh, where what where I was at in my life at the time, so um, I started beginning making um, uh, now making in Los Angeles more uh, object-based works as well, and uh, and and I I could say that uh, my 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 life is kind of multidisciplinary, but my practices as well. So I, I still make uh, two-dimensional works for the wall. I I do performance. I do sculpture and photography at on on, on occasion so um it's very hard to say uh, this is my practice I, I think if anything my practice is uh, quite diverse and I well I think that I think that that's fabulous because I mean honestly that's that is really what I see as the the trend of success in some fashion because you have to diversify it's really difficult mm-hmm. to choose the one thing and stick to it a hundred percent and never veer you know and and also in to, I think in our world today, the diversified practice in terms of people making things, it, again, it's, it's, it's the way of what's going on right now. And it's also, I think, and I think it just, we really champion that idea. Like you don't have to just pick one thing to do. And in fact, if you do, yeah. it might be harder to make a life out of that. So, I mean, you're a perfect guest to talk about that diversification. Oh, and I love hearing that. Well, yeah, I love hearing that it came mm-hmm. That, it, that you're just that kind of person and that that's how your artwork right. manifests. And then also, but then, you know, and then adding in um, doing what you're doing it formally at, at house, you said you started to organize exhibitions before um, obviously before you established the gallery and did you do some right. in Mexico city? Did you, I mean, where of did course. that kind of organizing come in? Where did that impulse start? Uh, and um, how did it come to fruition earlier? Yeah, no, just to uh, counter that, uh, just to, uh, Go back to what you were saying before. Before uh, uh, I answer that question, which relates is uh, just to counter what you were saying. I really admire people who like uh, stick to one thing and do it really, really well and uh, achieve a certain mastery and uh, virtuosity over uh, a certain medium or genre or something like that. It's just not who I am, right? I'm just a person who uh, who who becomes restless, you know, when. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing that one thing, and uh, and I like to meet people, and I like to uh, engage with the community, and I like to travel. So um, yeah, I, I have different opportunities arising, and I I'm not the type of person to turn them down. You know, oh, well, it's not free painting, so I'm not going to do it. You know, it's like if I have an opportunity to organize an exhibition in Finland, which I did earlier this year, I'll, I'm not going to say you know, well, I don't know. You know, it's like I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So uh, to answer that question of what I was doing before, yeah, uh, just, you know, with my peers, while I was even going to a community college before I entered grad school, um, 
you know, we would do these pop-up shows and everything. And, uh, and then I think my first, the first show I organized in Los Angeles in a proper, well, I, I don't know if it's proper, but a, 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 an art space that I respected was called The Hatch, which was started by, um, by a, a two artists named uh, Chris Seacott and uh, Shingo Francis. And, uh, and then also in Tokyo, I did a show in a, a, a more commercial gallery called uh, Cubido at the time, which is uh, uh, now called uh, Gallery Lara, which is run by a woman named uh, Yuko, right? So Yuko Wakaume. But uh, I feel like those, that was like the initial moment where I started to, uh, to organize things in these kind of uh, artist-run initiatives. Right. And what year are we talking about that? Um, this was I, kind of place I, the timeline around 2000, around the uh, okay, right, right around 2000. It was uh, okay when that started happening. So you, so you had you had already you were taking opportunities to curate in all sorts of venues, from like you're saying pop-up shows, just with 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 peers, all the way to then then you tried or did some galleries that were more you know formalized. So you had that kind of breadth right there. Um, what made you decide to then jumping ahead a little bit in 2009 is when you started uh-huh. when you got the space called House and you started to or you rather you know started your own gallery. So talk about the impetus of that. Oh, right. So um, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, I ran a, a magazine um, in Mexico City while I was in Mexico City, and it was called RIM. And, uh, and it first, you know, really started almost as a joke. You know, uh, I had a residency in a, a very well-known artist-run space in Mexico City as well called La Panaderia, which was uh, uh, run uh, over the years by people like uh, Artemio and Miguel Calderon and Yoshua Ocon, or, who are all uh, pretty uh, well-respected artists in, in Mexico. And, uh, and the director at the time, um, who's currently the director of uh, Museo Eco in Mexico City, uh, uh, had this idea of doing a newsletter for the artist-run space and just photocopying it cheap and everything. But then we decided, oh, why don't we just do something more independent and produce something um, a, a little more formal? So uh, I used actually some of my, don't tell them this, but I used some of my Fulbright uh-huh. money to, uh, to produce this publication. And then uh, immediately I got interest from people like the Humex Collection and uh, an organization mm-hmm. there called, the, uh, called PAC, and uh, I was able to produce more, basically. But by that time by that, time that happened, um, um, Paula, who is uh, my partner, had started working full time at uh, a big museum there. So I kind of took charge of the the magazine, and um, and and I would do shows uh, in different places in the meantime. And I kind of um, I would do shows in Tokyo and LA at places like Ray Projects, and uh, and then in Mexico City too. And uh, I just realized that each community was aware of what I was doing in each community. But it was all very decentralized, and nobody knew exactly what I was doing uh, um, um, as a totality. So uh, I wanted to mm-hmm. kind of centralize it more. So for the last year of my residency, I mean, not my residency, but of my stay in Mexico, uh, I did a one-year project where I would uh, do shows every month in a, in a space. And uh, it was actually at my apartment also. So because of that... Uh-huh. Um, I called the space Rim House because my magazine was called Rim and it was at my right. house, but I spelled it phonetically R-I-M-J-A-U-S uh, as if it were written in Spanish, right? 
And uh, I don't do the magazine. And sí, sí, por supuesto. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would think you. after all that time in, <laughs> in, 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 in Mexico. Did you write in Spanish as well when you were doing your magazine, or did you was it primarily English or both? Yeah, no, it was a bilingual magazine. So uh, some of the texts were in, in Spanish and some of the texts were in uh, English, and we didn't even bother translating the texts or anything. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but you know, most people in the art world in Mexico are, are, are fairly fluent in English, and they can, they can definitely read English, so um, it wasn't really oh, a sure. big issue. Yeah. Cosmopolitan city there, for sure. So house, sure. well, in, in Spanish, the J is the H, so house, is, you know, that would be a phonetic, almost like a phonetic Spanish um, pr- pronunciation. So exactly. I think I'm so, sure that most people here think it's jouse. You know, because exactly. um, of the J, but you do say very clearly on your website, it's the, it says the logo and then down at the bottom, it's pronounced house, H-O-U-S-E. <laughs> so, Correct. so yeah. you decided um, to, have you all, have you, so house, the the first actual house gallery, is that, was that in the space you are now in, in the west side of LA or did it start somewhere else? So between 2005 and 2006, I had the space called Rim House, right? But, uh, right. Okay. but the actual, just. We got rid of the rim because I wasn't doing the magazine anymore. We published like twenty issues, a little less than twenty issues. Oh, that's so I just let yeah. So I decided to just leave the house as a kind of memento, and uh, started the space and yeah, and uh, where we are today in September of two thousand nine. And I'm just curious because it's a little bit of nuts and bolts, but I like to do I like to talk about the nuts and bolts if you don't mind as well as the mm-hmm. as the you know uh, um, spirit behind it all because it just is about information for artists who right. hope others who might think you know I wonder if I could start a space would start a space how does it all work so um, as far as the space goes it's uh, did you is it did you just find a good uh, kind of cheap rental at the, at the time or, um, you know, cause it's, it's expensive to run a space. So I'm curious about oh, yeah, the business sure. model and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit too, but is that just an opportunity of the site, you know, that, that you found something reasonable and, and, and stuck with it. Oh, there? right. So the reason why um, it's called house is because it's literally our house, right? So, uh, oh, it is. Okay. A, See, that's the, I have to, oh, I have a pre-qualifier. I haven't physically been to the space yet. I will very soon because we're doing an event together there. But, yeah, you have. And also that's good because the people who are listening need to understand, the, you know, what the, the logistics, too. So it is your own home that the gallery right. is and part, of it, part of it. Yeah, and it's it, it's in a uh, – it's – Kind of removed that there's no like uh, commercial galleries in walking distance from our space. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there are a couple, but um, but it's it's kind of removed. But it's basically in between, uh, you know, where around Bergamont Station is and uh, and the Culver City galleries are. Uh, so which between are, Santa Monica and and Culver City, which Culver City is huge uh, with, with all the galleries, but that's yeah, okay. I mean, sure. you don't, it does. Are do you feel that it's a uh, has the location been fine for you? I mean, in terms of not people travel to, to openings. It's not like you have to yeah. be on the Culver City Art Walk to get you know people in the door per se. But um, yeah, the, the openings are definitely. Um, I don't. I never feel like oh, I wish there were more people. There's always a, a, yeah, a well, good follow. Well, you have a huge following. I could you know you have a lot of uh, you have a huge following for the space and for yourself. I I can see that on and you're very connected to everyone that's 
you know, doing great things in LA oh, as far you. as I can see too. I mean, I've interviewed, I was even looking at your opening. I'm like, Oh, there's Max Crescinelli. I've had him in oh, my right. show because he runs, you know, um, Jordan and Ray and Oh, there's <laughs> different kinds yeah, of yeah. Like, people there. So it, you're, it's a good, it's a good web. You're part of the web of, of support of, of what's going on with people. Right. And um, so that's, so that's a smart decision to, you know, it's, you have a home, you have enough space to convert it into a gallery space. But it's not like you walk into your actual living room. It's actually, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah, the gallery and courtyard yeah, for the space. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell that it is our home because it's yeah. right in front of a commercial property as well. And um, and there are three separate buildings. There's the garage and guest house, and then there's the part we live in, and then there's the 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 building uh, behind the garage, which is which basically functions as um, uh, the gallery. But it's a uh, it's a it's a modest size. It's not that big. It's about uh, 600 square feet, uh, 20 by 30 or something like that. So, um, well, yep, that's that's a smart yeah, way to you know do, diversify your own home <laughs> by making mm-hmm, it exactly. also an exhibition space. You, 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 I, I sense you're very good at finding those um, those bridges between things and spaces and places and making the most of where you are and what you have and your resources. So um, that's great. So okay, so you decided to start. I mean, it, you, I would say that it is it's a formal space. It's a uh, it's a gallery that you do uh one person shows two person shows um i see on your um info you know page that you that you invite outside curators you all you also curate shows so talk about the structure of how you show work um and yeah talk talk about that a bit like how you Um, choose Uh, how the shows go in and um as i said i started in 2009 and um it was uh, not that long since uh, I moved from Mexico City to L.A., and I felt like when I came back to L.A., I, I kind of felt like Rip Van Winkle in that I'd spent so much time uh, predominantly in Mexico City, and I came to L.A. right out of grad school. So I, I didn't feel like like I, there were a hand, handful of people that I went to uh, grad school with, and I knew Max, as you mentioned before, and I knew uh, some of my friends I did some projects with here, but, um, but the community had uh, completely changed since... Uh, since um, I was living in LA. So I felt like um, I wanted to cast the widest net possible in terms of, uh, of, of the space. Uh, granted, I you know, definitely wanted to have a certain level of criteria in terms of the types of works I showed. But, um, but yeah, so we, for the first five years, we did almost exclusively uh, group shows and sometimes very big group shows too. And uh, half of the shows I... I would uh, organize, and half of the shows I would invite um, curators from outside or artists from outside to organize. And we did. We usually do six shows a year, and yeah, so three that I, that I would do, or two that I would do, and then three that a curator would do, or or four sometimes, um, depending on the year. So that's basically right. how it was structured. Yeah. Now, and it is it is a commercial space. It is a business. Mm-hmm. It's a, you sell work. Do you represent artists in that kind of typical gallery structure or no? Yeah, no, that's an interesting question that you ask um, because uh, um, I, don't, I don't consider myself a commercial gallery at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I consider myself very much like an alternative space or artist run right. space. In terms, of, it's a it's a pretty space, right? So people walk in and uh, sometimes they just assume it's a commercial gallery and everything. But for me, it's definitely like an artist-run space. However, you know, it's like I have to have a, a DBA and all that. Just you know, sometimes once in a while we, we'll sell a work and then you know it's like right. just to keep everything legit. But it's like 
the way I have it structured in my mind, it's not the priority to um, have to return a profit for every exhibition or even okay. every year or anything like that. Um, yeah, you know, as long di- as I can, yeah, yeah as long as I can pay for my light thing. bulbs and my my beer for the for my patrons <laughs> and everything, then sure. I'm pretty cool, you know. Sure. And, uh, you know, and that's how most of the artist run spaces and collaboratives and all of that work in terms of sure that the work is for sale, but is not the primary goal. And that that allows for a lot of freedom, of course, which is wonderful. It also means you have to have another job, (laughs) another way to support yourself, too. So I do. uh, You teach as well. Is that correct? I teach full time as well. Correct. Oh, you do. Okay. Where where is that? I teach at. in Los Angeles, I teach at Ryman Arts, which is uh, mm-hmm. for very gifted uh, high school students. Yep, and I know of it. And being yep. at Otis to teach my classes. And uh-huh. then I also teach at Cerritos College and Oxnard College, which is about uh, one hour or, yeah, about one hour from uh, where I live in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay, so that also, again, that gives you this freedom to, to, to really play in the space, so to speak, and just show the best work you want and can, and, you know, and, and selling is kind of a bonus on top of that, and I, I get it. That's how truly how most uh, artist-run spaces, alternative spaces run. That's kind of the Definitely. model, um, Definitely. but that's, that's yeah, wonderful. And then, so, you know, I don't represent uh, any artists, as you were asking, because, um, right, that's, a, a, you know, I feel like, once you take on that responsibility, there is a certain commitment to the artists as well to um, to to sell their work and make sure they you know can uh, try to at least try to um, um, uh, generate some income from their work as well. So uh, and also I didn't want to limit myself to five artists or six artists or however many uh, uh, I wanted to represent and wanted to be able to work with uh, even at times like artists who have representation here in LA and allows for a lot more flexibility if uh, if I just don't uh, represent anybody. Yeah. Right, absolutely. That's a different level. It's a different business model right there, <laughs> in a way. For sure. Um, for sure. You do participate in a lot of art fairs, I've seen, or, li- or ri- lately at least. So what about, talk about that. Mm-hmm. Talk about, what, you know, why go to an art fair and how, how, it, how, it, how, it, how it goes, how, you know, choosing to participate in that kind of um, milieu. Yeah, no, we don't do many art fairs, but in every art okay. fair, especially um, some of the more uh, art, alternative art fairs, there's always a section right. that's for like uh, project spaces and artist-run spaces and everything. Okay. So even though we're at the artist, artist-run space, we're definitely in that section with the with a uh, right. smaller right. Uh, alternative spaces or or essentially how... invite curators to um to to put projects together and everything. Yeah, so, um, got it. I mean, most not, art fairs do that now i mean you know yeah. the, the model of the main fair and then there's you know either satellites or there's a part of the fair that they do dedicate to more alternative spaces and that kind of thing and okay so that's right. how it how it's been like i see that you went to basel last year art basel in miami um i have a little history there just uh, as an aside and I, I when you're talking about coming back to la from being far i, I had the same experience that i you know grew up here went to cal arts and then moved to south florida for 10 years and mm-hmm. um, and then came back to L.A. about five years ago. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, when you have to reestablish, it's an interesting proposition. Um, yeah, and I always find Bible, the reverse culture shock to be a lot stronger than the uh, the culture shock. Yeah. I love traveling and, yeah. 
Yes, I read the reverse culture shock. Coming back to one city and culture seems right. more shocking, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you you participate, and our puzzle is a is a very crazy, amazing you know show to be involved in because the entire city of Miami is taken over by art fairs. Right. I think there's something like 50 satellite art fairs now right. um, around the the main fair. And um, oh, it's a completely uh, personal aside, but I see that you work a lot with Martin Durazo, who I have a connection to because when we were very young, about uh-huh. Oh gosh, twenty-ish years ago, we both worked at Inner City Arts, which is a oh, um, nonprofit oh, downtown yeah. serving inner city kids. Uh, and he was what teaching, and I was program managing. Yeah, it's an incredible oh. place. Still there, still there. Yeah, and um, sure. yeah, he's he's a. I followed his work too. He's a very good painter. Very very good painter. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I've, yeah, I've, I've followed his work uh, for a very long time now. Just to clarify, yeah. you know, um, uh, you know, I don't want to pretend like we're something that we're not. We didn't. Uh, uh, participate in Art Basel per se, but we we participated in a satellite fair at Art Basel, right. which was uh, 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 coincidentally called the uh, uh, the satellite fair. So um, right, okay, in, so it's called the end. satellite fair. And you worked Correct. with Tiger Strikes Asteroid with with that. Very true. Yes, space. that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I worked with they, Alex. They Tiger organized. Too. Oh, so this is the one that they. Okay, so I'm I'm getting my head around it too. So the Tiger Strikes Asteroid, which is a collective that uh, functions in Philadelphia and L.A. and um, and New York, New, Brooklyn, New York, and also I hear rumors there's going to be a Chicago. Um, yeah. Version soon, and I actually had uh, TSA Los Angeles on Just Radio a couple weeks ago. Oh, so that's it. yeah. Oh, so they um, come on the show to talk about what they do, and they organized this this fair within the satellite fair that was all about artist-run spaces from I think uh, well definitely all over the country, correct? Right. Yes, definitely. And there were a few from abroad also. Um, that's great. But yeah, yeah, that's the one we participated in, and it, it was uh, mm-hmm. right. called the Artist-Run Fair and uh, at the Satellite Art Fair. But um, yeah, yeah, no, we worked with, they were great. I worked uh, most, mostly with uh, a guy named uh, Alex Pike, who, who kind of oversees all, all, all three, now four venues of Tiger Strikes Asteroid. But it's, a, it's definitely kind of a horizontal collective where uh, everybody gets an equal share and equal say in the, in the programming in their space. Uh, very different from mine, but it's like oh, it's yeah. super fun yeah. to work with them. We actually did an exchange show where uh, where TSA uh, New York uh, did a project here in Los Angeles, and we did a project also in uh, in in their space in Bushwick, New York, too. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's what's wonderful about the artist-run community, you know, in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and beyond. There is this web, and everyone does support each other, and and kind of it's a you know it's a very supportive web of people doing what what you do. I mean, they could take different forms, like you say. I mean, that's what I love about getting people on the show. I want to show a variety of how to approach mm-hmm. something. You know, you have your model, which is, you know, one way of successfully running an artist run alternative space. And then TSA has their model. And there's other, you know, other kind of models of how to come together, show work in the community. And, but it's all about showing good art and bringing the community together. Obviously that's what you're motivated by. Um, and it's mm-hmm. great that artists like you and others take that step to do it because uh, we, we, the public, then we benefit. So um, I, sure. I love talking to everybody who does this. Well, I'm going to wrap it up, but I want to ask you, is there any, like, I like to ask kind of what would you say, you know, is something you could um, talk about that really keeps you going and feel, and you feel like that's why a bit of, a bit of success in your own mind of why you can keep doing this after, well, 2009, 
till now, that's, you know, eight years or so, if my math's right. Um, that's a long mm-hmm. time. I mean, that's a long time. A lot of artist-run spaces don't have that longevity. And so when I see someone who's been able to, to keep up and, and do, do something over the long term, I like to just say, you know, cause so what would you say is something that really um, keeps, keeps it going, that keeps it successful um, for you? Yeah, I, I mean, for one thing, it's like I, I don't know anything else, right? So it's like I've been doing it so long, so I wouldn't even – even if I didn't have my space anymore, I would still uh, – which I, I, which I am still doing outside of the gallery too, organizing shows uh, with another uh, project I'm starting with an artist named Keo Griffith where we mount shows in uh, Colombia and Chihuahua and, uh, and, and, and different Mexico City and different parts of the world, but um, – but it's just almost like breathing for me. So it, 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 it you know, it's people ask me like, "How do you do it? Why do you do it?" It's right. like it, it, I, I, just I can't like not it's do it. Who I am. Yeah, I can't not <laughs> yeah, do you, it. Right. Yeah, exactly. can't not do it. You, you just you take your your. It's an extension of your life and your passions, and you just make them yeah. happen it, concretely. Yeah, and and there's definitely like advantages and disadvantages because sure. I wouldn't be lying if it if I said it didn't take away from my studio time, because it definitely sure. does. But uh, it's like, but then it, it gives me opportunities too. So I feel like, um, uh, it, you know, in, in hindsight, things are definitely more positive than they are negative and everything. So it's great, you know. But I think sure. in terms of what the nuts and bolts of what I'm doing, I think, you know, what keeps me going is is uh, giving more established artists a, a a space where they can play without uh, too many restrictions and too much worries about like, uh, you know, about um, uh, sales or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they worry about that, sometimes they do, but it's like, it, it, I don't, it's not something I impose on uh, the artist uh, that maybe a commercial gallerist would. And then, you know, it's like just turning over a rock and finding like an amazing artist that nobody's heard about and then having them show in my space and then uh, later discovering that, you know, they're like, uh, or, or keeping a relationship and, and watching their careers uh, develop and everything is, uh, is uh, for me, uh, just like teaching, like ex- uh, extremely rewarding for me. So I think if anything keeps me going, it's, it's really that. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm going to leave it at that because um, that's a wonderful way to end it. Um, Ichiro, I thank you for taking the time to chat with us on, on Just thank Do you. It. And you're just doing something great. And I really look forward to okay. um, doing our event at, at your at your space and, and supporting you and, and, you know, publicizing this. And you got a fan in, oh, in, 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 in here at Just. So I will okay. be seeing you soon. And I'm going to um, end the show by reminding Can everybody I just say- that. Tell everybody oh, yes, to make yes. sure to Before come to uh, to Kyle and, and Mark's show, Kyle Johnson and Mark Dean Baker's oh, oh. show. We're open every Saturday from noon to four. So if you could come no, check absolutely. us out. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I meant to give you a moment to to do a pitch. Yes, you have a great show up right now, those two artists. And they have been in a really interesting kind of co- almost collaborative in a way mm-hmm. uh, setup of their work. Their work is very different, but very intriguing. The space looks fantastic. It's yes, it's up through. Um, what is the end date, did you say? It's uh, November 4th. Through November 4th. Great. Thank you so much, um, Ichiro. I will see you soon. And thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, Just Radio is brought to you by a company that is an artist-run company, providing information and technology solutions for artists. And our mission is to support uh, you with integrated mix of software services and resources to keep you working. Our website, uh, gyst-ink.com, justink.com, is 
filled to the brim with free resources and pages after pages of every kind of subject you could imagine on being a professional artist, diversifying your career, anything you need to know is going to be, there's going to be some information there for you on our website. So please do visit that and like just radio on Facebook and all that good stuff. And I hope you listen again. And then thanks for your time.